0: Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, and joining me for a very special encore presentation today from Pennsylvania is Deb Goldberg. Now, Deb was a recent guest here on the show and we had a wonderful conversation. And as we were talking after the show, A topic of great importance came up that we decided we would address here. So Deb has graciously agreed to come back on. Deb, I'm really happy that you're here because the topic that we're here to talk about today is getting out of our own way and the way that human beings stifle themselves. Now for the listener here, I would invite you to go back and listen to our recent show um, where Deb was my guest. Deb is a scribe and a messenger for God who was a traditional clinical therapist for 18 years until a spiritual awakening by Jesus transformed her completely, I, w- I would say, and changed her path to a spiritual teacher, coach, and author. Now, Deb is the author of a series of books called A Divinely Ordered Life. That is the backdrop. And well, let's jump right into this topic. Deb, thank you for coming back.
1: Oh, I'm so grateful to be here. This is very enjoyable, Thomas. Uh, I really loved our last um, audio recording that we did and spending time with you on A Course in Miracles. So um, it's, it's always fun to be here with you.
0: This is fun. And for the listener that's curious about this, we'll just throw the plug in here right now. Why not? Right? There's a live stream on Enlightened World Network called A Course in Miracles 365, Awakening to Love. I'm the host of that. It's daily on Enlightened World Network. And Deb has graciously appeared as my guest. I have special guests on the show. And we had a great conversation about that and a wonderful conversation last time. And so, Deb, What is it about this particular topic that is so resonant right now for you?
1: Well, it's uh, a topic that I continually am growing in myself. Uh, I've gone through uh, over the last six years of being spiritually awoke and trying to transform myself (laughs) and the pressure that I put on myself uh, what I realized is pretty ridiculous uh, that and that it wasn't necessary, but it is the way that um, I grew up and that I had to go and do everything myself. And, uh, and I learned, you know, through the awakening that we have, um, a, I call it a traveling partner called the ego. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And and who just loves to beat us up mm-hmm. and try to make things happen versus allowing it to happen in divine timing. Right? So this is a topic that is just um, close to my heart because I have worked on it significantly and it like always we're always uh, we're always unfolding in all of these different concepts and constructs that we're trying to understand. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, well, so much of of note here, Uh, I've not heard the ego referred to as a traveling partner. (laughs) Okay, yeah, would you say some more about that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, you know, and well, The Course in Miracles talks about ego, but also Jesus taught me about that. And I've written extensively about ego in, in uh, my books. And this is a faulty belief system. It's, a, it's another voice that you think that you hear. It's part of the illusion of duality. And um, it's along for the ride. It's along for our experience here as um, consciousness Um, having a virtual reality. So um, I I look at it as a traveling partner that's not going anywhere. (laughs) It it just hangs out with us (laughs) wherever we are in our mind. And, uh, and, you know, it's got a purpose. It creates life, gives us the ability to actually feel like we're functioning as an individual. It creates all of this um, this virtual reality for us. So um, that in itself, <clears throat> just talking about ego is something that I beat myself up over and, over and over and over and over again, because I just wanted it to go away. And I was not accepting, what I was taught, that it's just part of the experience. And in my mind, I thought, well, if I'm transformed, I won't hear that anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we have a lot of ideas about ourselves and how what transformation looks like and who, what, you're, what you think you're supposed to be doing or being like, um, and it has nothing to do with divine truth.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This this is very important because we all have constructs or our own constructs that we've really made up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've literally made them up about how things should go. And that really doesn't have anything to do with the truth of what is. So would you tell us some more then about how you, you beat yourself up?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, Well, you know, everything stem stems from a belief system of not good enough. Mm -hmm. Everything does is because that's the ego's belief system. And I was writing earlier, um, that we are constantly picking on ourselves trying to get ourselves to live up to our image of who we think we need to be this false image of ourselves comes from i call it soul print energy consciousness that the ego uses to reinforce the belief that we are not good enough as we are which is simply not true that you know we're completely divine consciousness and so for me, it would be constant barrage of "I have to do better," "I have to," um, "It's not good enough," "I should have done this instead of that," um, "I need to," um, "I need to be better next time," and all of this, or "I'm," "I'm," "I should be there and not here," "I should be yeah. some other place." Yeah in my growth or um, in my success uh, and in all of these different ways in my relationships and truly, um, so for me, it's a constant, it's like an OCD loop in my head of saying, you know, I didn't do it right. Um, I have to do better. Uh, I didn't do this right. I didn't, I should do this. I shouldn't do that. And so there's all this looping in my own mind. Uh, this is just the way my, my head works is having these OCD loops and, um, and telling me. And so And all that does is make you feel bad. It makes you feel like there's something wrong with you.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, I I can relate personally to the OCD loop and to the, well, a hamster wheel is the image that comes to my mind. And I think a lot of people can too. So, you know, this is a a core ego belief that we're lacking somehow, that that we're not enough and, and we can defeat ourselves with woulda, coulda, shoulda, all day long so because this is so common what sort of of difficulties does this get somebody into and you know why is it so prevalent
1: it's a it's just pressure it's not understanding the what i call the spiritual ego the ego part that makes believe that it's god Mm -hmm. Um, your higher self and and so you listen and you've listened to this voice all your life so um and it yeah it's just going 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 Mm -hmm. so that voice is there's always urgency to it and that's a really good way of starting to understand the pressure that you're feeling if you're feeling this urgency like I have to do this, or I'm going to miss out on something. I'm going to miss my success. I'm going to miss my moment. I'm going to miss my shot, you know. Because um, I went through all of these things, and it's just not having the awareness yet that you're still being driven by spiritual ego. You think it's your, it's you think it's your, your spiritual guidance. That's you know you think it's divine. Um, voice telling you to do whatever and and actually everything is a divine voice there's no other thing but this ego is created to help us for contrast of keep choosing um, choosing to go higher in in what you believe and what you hear so um, and I know for myself that once I woke up and I realized wow there's a this is nothing like what I've been taught and, and I want to know more. I want to, I, I don't understand what's happening within me. This awakening, I had no clue what was going on. And so I wanted to read everything and I was uh, signing up for all kinds of things, you know, to transform into, you know, workshops and books Mm -hmm. and, and emails that I was, Burying myself in information from outside of myself, versus understanding that you get transformed from the inside, Mm -hmm. not from what you do on the outside.
0: Right. Yeah. Transformation is definitely, definitely an inside job. And what strikes me is that the world is not set up for us to even acknowledge that. And and you mentioned something that I'd love to talk a little bit more about here and that is urgency. The ego is urgent. Would you say some more about that urgency?
1: Mm-hmm. Like if, you have to and you know it uses your passion it uses your passion you have all this passion to give and to do and to love and to teach and or whatever it is that your your gift is that you bring to the world it uses that passion with urgency and so you feel like and you're so excited that you get caught up in that urgency. So an example would be, um, I kept thinking, oh my gosh, I gotta, I have to tell everybody what I, what I found out. I want to share the good news. I want to share what Jesus is teaching me. And, and I want, I want to shake everybody and I want to wake them up. And, and so I kept seeing like on Facebook or I'd get emails like, you know, oh, you're not doing this right. If you're, if this is the way you transform, this is the way you get an audience. This is the way you do this. This is the way you do that. And you have to do it this way for it to work. And it's so funny because all we are are, is perception, right? We're just perceiving all the time. And whatever we're perceiving on the inside, we see on the outside. So um, I I noticed that when I would look at Facebook, I would constantly keep seeing these um, advertisements from people telling me that I'm not doing enough you know, telling everybody, you Mm -hmm. need to get out there. You need to try this. You need to do it this way. You need to get this information from me to to step into your own magnificence, Mm -hmm. right? And I kept thinking, why am I, like I, I scroll through Facebook and this is all I see. And then I started realizing, oh, because that's my belief system, I am seeing my belief system on Facebook. I'm telling myself I'm not enough as I am, that I need to be better, I need to be something else, and I need somebody else to teach me how to be me.
0: Okay this is a wonderful example of how it actually all works with the beautiful analogy of ads on Facebook. People often think, "Okay, oh, how do they know? How do they know that that's what I'm interested in?" Well, and of course they have their algorithms and things that you know, we're not going to uh, spend a lot of time on that, but this is exactly how it works is our outer world is a mirror of what we're feeling inside. So your social media feed, dear listeners, is a mirror. What is in the mirror?
1: I like that. I think that's great, Tomas.
0: <laughs> oh wonderful. Yeah, what is in the mirror? That that just was that was very spontaneous, but it's a really excellent Point Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we see this all of the time and it's, you know, in part, it's our economic system that thrives on people not feeling like they're enough. But, Mm -hmm. you know, what, uh, I'm curious in your situation, what worked for you to get away from that and to start reorienting yourself?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, once I became aware of I was looking at my own consciousness on Facebook. And I thought, okay, what, what am I telling myself? What am I believing? And I need to stop believing that because it's not true. Um, That this is an inside job, not an outside job. Now, it doesn't mean that you can't learn skills from people and you can't learn all kinds of things, awesome things from people. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to spiritual transformation, it's God teaching you personally. It's an intimate relationship that is shifting your awareness all the time um, and trying to help you remember who you are. So you're not really growing into anything. You're remembering the truth of who you are.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So you're already that what you're looking to be.
0: Hmm. Yeah. You 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 already are, and this is something that um, you know. Why do you suppose that this is such a a, a concept that people are hesitant to embrace?
1: It's it's all ego driven, mm-hmm. and and you know I, I say it's easier to believe what the ego tells you than it is to what God tells you. <laughs> it is easier yeah. to believe that you're not worthy than it is that you are worthy and that mm-hmm. you're divine. It's because everything you've been programmed to believe is the opposite of what you are.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly it. It, it it's the programming and uh, you know the, the our conditioning can be so thick, right? At, at times that it's much easier to believe the voice that isn't true (laughs) so for listeners who uh, may not be completely familiar with the ego as contrasted from god would you in your experience draw kind of a um a contrast or or sort of summarize what are we really talking about here (laughs) with the ego (laughs) yeah
1: it's a um uh, as I called it before, it's a voice of contrast, um, and it is purposeful for our experience. It, it um, has perceptions that are filled with a faulty belief system that believes in suffering and pain and fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then it's projecting constant stories in your life that are fear-based um and it's it's part of actually the awakening that you realize you just you just start to understand oh my goodness I've been listening to this other voice all my life and not realizing that it's not true and so it could be some people will call it your inner child some people will call it the enemies some people will call it your shadow side that people there's all kinds of names for ego. Um, and really, there's only one voice. It's God's voice. That's it. But say when I was growing up and um, the experiences that I had at home were not, were pretty dysfunctional. And so the voice, the voice in my head that I was always listening to was always trying to keep me safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there were times that I was not safe in my home, but then that becomes like a tape recording the rest of my life as that the way that I experience life is that I have to be scared and I have to keep myself safe all the time because I can't trust anyone, Mm -hmm. which is not true.
0: Right.
1: It was an experience I had when younger. So, so it's like all of these things become a tape recorder of what you think what people told you about yourself, what you thought about yourself as you experienced life. Um, And so we're calling this how um, this programming starts in your own mind and the ego. This is a way, let me, I'll back up a little bit. Jesus told me that there's this consciousness. It's really unconsciousness. It's, it's an energy because that's all we are is energy. Yeah. And and, and your thought energy. Your thoughts are energy, your feelings are energy. Um, and and so this there's something he called soul print energy consciousness. And that is all the misbeliefs. It's a thought system of all misbeliefs. And he told me that the ego, it's it fuels the ego. Mm-hmm. So like if you start thinking about something and you start to worry or you have a problem or you, you're you not sure how things are gonna work out. And so you get into this worry process and then this kicks in all of this thought system and the ego voice um, is just supplying you with all these faulty beliefs that you believe that we've been taught that you made assumptions on, that you perceived, um, and I think a lot of it. This is my own belief system. Is that, you know, this is an illusion. Nothing else is going on but what we're perceiving or and experiencing in a virtual reality. So, so I believe that everything for our experience. Is downloaded into us like history, um, everything about our family's history, everything about the world history, everything is downloaded when you come into having this experience. So, like you, like you don't really, um, even though we call it um, that, we keep coming back in lives and and having different lives. That's all part of the illusion too. So it's all. Um, It's all one big, massive story. It's a, it's a theater. It's, it's, it's just a theater and God calls it his stage and we're all players on the stage Mm -hmm. and, and we all have our role to perform in, but the ego voice is there to help us awaken. It helps us stay asleep and forgetting, forgetting that we're really divine
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we're so caught up in the, the drama and stories of life. Oh, yeah. And then there's this magnificent awakening where you go, oh, my God, this isn't even real. And I'm listening to a voice my whole life that tells me I'm something other than what I really am. It's fascinating.
0: It is, uh, especially when one begins to have you know, either a, a big giant awakening experience or a series of awakening experiences. And, and you said something earlier that I, I want to point out. Um, it's really interesting. You were beating yourself up um, back when for the ego not going away. And what, what you've just revealed is that really it's there to help us awaken.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is something that I, I think is not a natural, well, a, a natural belief or a natural thought that people want to to entertain. And what do what you suppose is so attractive about staying stuck?
1: It's stuck in, in misery um you know it you you know it um it's it's really hard to think outside the box because we're in such a limited understanding in this experience and especially in ego thoughts it limits everything like i said it's easier to believe ego thoughts than it is to believe what you're being taught and so even though that i and i would call it coddled when I was awoken um, by Jesus and God, I mean, I was coddled every single step of the way, held at night, talked to, taught, loved, um, in all day long, every single day. And even having that, it took me about probably a year and a half or more that I let go and allowed myself to trust God, even though I was being coddled the way that I was, um, like a a parent, like a father, because that's the way I experienced God's energy. And it was purposeful for my story is to experience him as male, even though I know that there's no gender there's, it's just consciousness. So, um, even though I had experienced profound love over and over and all the time and, and uh, wisdom, I was still walking down that path of believing, still believing what ego was telling me. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. Ah. I wanted to kill it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it just reminds me of a lot of of slogans that that people have of, well, kick fear in the face. In other words, make it an opponent, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Kick, kill. (laughs) Uh Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: It was terrible.
0: Well, and and you had been able then, you were able to get away from that and, and out of it now uh, because you're you're in a different place now how how vigilant do you need to be so that you don't go back to it uh,
1: for me it's every day every moment okay every day every, i am and that's part of the taskmaster inside of me <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> is that um I was hyper vigilant about catching everything. Okay. And and what I've come to understand over time is that I don't have to be so vigilant that actually God or whatever you want to call your spiritual guidance, whatever you believe your intuition, mm-hmm. the universe, whatever you call divine love. Um that you already have a manager. God's your manager.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: And I can have a thought and I will have another thought come up right after correcting what my original thought was. I don't even, it's just there. Yeah. And the better you get at being a receiver and being open and willing, then you start hearing these corrections all of the time like the correction would be giving you an opportunity to perceive that what you're thinking or seeing or involved in a situation differently. So if you can get to a point of being open enough and receiving and believe me, I'm sure I miss lots of stuff during the day. <laughs> Because, you know, there's always something going on in our head.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: <laughs> um, you can relax. And that's what I think Jesus means about relaxing into mm-hmm. him, into God, is, is that you are being moved through. You are There is consciousness is unfolding through you. And it's always speaking to you. So you don't have to be that taskmaster yeah. that I was. And that's all part of that pressure and urgency to transform, mm-hmm. that, which always comes back to I am not enough. Okay.
0: hmm yeah and and because that message is is so pervasive we see so many different ways that this plays out in the world with people attacking people and whether it is a a pandemic or the treatment for a, a virus or whether it is economics or politics or something else there's a lot of attack going on in the world and one of the key things that that really stands out to me is trust, trust and allowing. So would you say some more about that, if you don't mind, trust and allowing, what are we allowing here?
1: We're allowing that God is good. Yeah. And (laughs) we're allowing, (laughs) we are allowing that um, there's a divine purpose for our experience and that we're not doing it alone. In fact, you're not doing it at all. One of the things, I don't know if I brought this up in the last um, interview is that I had been um, doing a lot of posting about some upcoming event that was going to happen.
0: Oh, okay. This Mm -hmm.
1: was last year. And um, as I was, posting on social media, I was like, Oh my God, I've been sitting here two hours posting all of this event stuff. And I'm like, how much more do I have to do? Like, what is this? And I heard you can stop now. (laughs) And I thought, okay. And I heard you're not really doing this, Deb. I'm doing it. You just think that you're doing it. Meaning I have all this pressure to go and do all of these things when I don't need it at all because God brings everything to me and really brings it to you on a silver platter. That's where people come up with uh, coincidences or serendipitous things that happen. Uh, they think it's 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 like, oh, wow, like this person just ended up being at the right place and where I was and I'm it's like, no. This is all planned activity. (laughs) It is all divinely orchestrated. Um, And so to lean into the fact that you are just a vessel for God to to move through, um, and that also takes a lot of trust. Yeah. That what's moving (laughs) you is completely benevolent. Yes. Right? Yes, it is. You have to believe. And so for me, and you know, I think I showed you an image last time of a graph that Jesus had given me. And part of that was learning for me, he said, he said, until you believe that God is good Mm -hmm. and has your best interests at heart, you can't relax and do what needs, what needs to happen.
0: Yeah. That makes total sense.
1: So it's a huge faith dive.
0: Right. Yeah. And without that, you wouldn't feel completely safe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, what's so interesting is like I said, I was coddled constantly. Yes. And I still fought. Yeah. That was just my story. It's just me and my experiences growing up about what I learned about love. Mm-hmm. Is is that I couldn't trust it.
0: Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's very common. I know that there are a lot of listeners that can relate to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Based on past experiences for sure. Mm
1: -hmm. So even when God's in your presence and you really do some deeper work, I mean, it's easy to say, oh yes, I believe in God and I pray to God and I have faith, but to really walk it is a whole nother thing.
0: Yeah, and uh, it is, it's a whole nother, well, it's a whole different path. Um, and you mentioned something a couple of minutes ago that I, I want to bring back up here, and that is willingness. So a little willingness that's required of us. Would you, would you tell us a little bit more about what that has looked like for for you and how someone out there listening can access that, bring that to the table?
1: Mm-hmm. It's um, being open to receive uh-huh. and and being willing to say, okay, there's something else going on here than what meets the eye. There's more to life. There's more to me. Mm-hmm. And I want to know what that is. And I want to know, um, I want to know the truth of who I am. And what this experience is about, and what my purpose is. Why am I here? It's it's a willingness to listen. um In fact, that was the first thing that when I kept praying to God to talk to me, mm-hmm. and then when He finally did, He said, "Well, are you ready to listen now?" <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing He said. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you. I always had my, I asked, but then I wasn't really open to hear my ears were closed. I didn't really want to know. Mm -hmm. I, you know, not uh, that I still wanted to be in control of thinking I knew everything. Um, so there's a willingness of, um, for me, it was having quiet time because that's medit through meditation is when it started that I was, hearing. So I was willing to do something different. I wasn't meditating before. And, and and my first, my first thought before I was awoke is that I wanted to know how I was creating pain in my own life. So there was an openness and a willingness there. And, and so it just opened the door and it was really heartfelt. It just opened the door for Jesus to step in.
0: All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and that that sounds very, very um, in-depth and, and very sincere. And it's a lot of, uh, a lot of people aren't really quite willing to go there all the time or ready to go there. And what would you say to people that you know are out there that want to be able to access this willingness? You know, what, what suggestions would you have for these folks? hmm
1: is is not to put pressure on yourself. First of all, it's just I think allowing yourself some quiet time, and and understanding everybody hears, <clears throat> um, hears God's voice. But you cannot not hear it. It's your voice. You either hear it in your own voice or your heart just speaks to you. It's like your heart's talking to you in, in your language that you understand. Um, or sometimes I hear, I just hear God speaking to me in my mind. Um, and and I hear it in my own voice and I also hear it in a male voice. It's it's um, okay. mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: So everybody's going to experience that differently.
0: Yeah. And God
1: will show up in the way that you feel comfortable with.
0: <laughs> yes, exactly, yeah. It meets and ver- you
1: where you are.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, very important point that you made is sometimes it's a feeling or sometimes it's an intuitive hit. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be a voice speaking mm-hmm. to us in English or a, a language that we speak in the world, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it, it just takes wanting to be more open okay. and to give yourself time to be still and listen. And it doesn't mean you have to do that all day long. Um, <laughs> and you could, you could even ask within yourself, you know, when you have some quiet time, maybe you take 15 minutes or whatever it is, or half hour, whatever works for you. And just ask within yourself um, to help you have an answer to help um, God, ask God to reveal himself to you. <laughs> and and allow that to be in the way that it comes because for me I fought it the whole way like i was like what do you mean jesus is here what what's this jesus thing all about you know <laughs> I, there was and this was still ego this is still spiritual ego is when i said i want to know what i'm doing that's creating pain in my life i Had no inkling of what I was going to understand or experience. None whatsoever. I was not asking for Jesus to show up in my life or God, or I was just asking an open hearted question. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: Well, and then what has followed is what can happen when you ask an open hearted question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. So what an open-hearted question will look like for each individual person will be different. But yeah, asking an open-hearted question, that's, that's really excellent. So now, Deb, you have gone on to write a series of books, and you've really remade and transformed, and reshaped your entire life. So there are a lot of resources uh, by you, right, that are out there for people. How can people access more information about you and what you're offering to help people on this journey?
1: Sure. They can find me at my website, which is www.debbyngoldberg.com. And on that website, um, my book's, um can lead you lead you to Amazon, where the books are. And um there's a lot of content blogs, memes with beautiful quotes from God and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, there's uh, a lot of information there that could be helpful uh, in your own spiritual journey.
0: Okay. Yeah. W- wonderful. Uh, that's very wonderful. And again, the website, Debbie N, N- and is Nancy goldberg.com and all of the books are available on Amazon and listeners can, can find Deb and reach out to her there. So before we wrap up here, I've learned a, a great deal as I always do and What would you like to leave the listeners with? Because we all know that there are a lot of people, there's a yearning, a tremendous thirst out there for this experience. You know, what what are your suggestions for people?
1: Yeah, is is to not feed into the urgency um, and to understand that. God has his own plan for you and that you're exactly where you're supposed to be, regardless of what it looks like. Um, you you have your own story. You have a transformation story. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, all, like we talked about, the willingness of being open and wanting to have a relationship with God um, And to understand your own truth, because each person's going to have their own truth of their experience. And so allowing that love and um, the peace that comes along with that relationship and the wisdom is amazing. And it's inside you. And you don't have to go anywhere else to find it. And it doesn't mean that other people can't help you along the way. But going within is the message.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's everything's inside of you. And and you can't force yourself to transform. Yeah. you keep, And, you know, Jesus told me when I would say, well, you know, I would even tell him I want to be more like you. He said, you are me. And what's wrong with you anyway? And, <laughs> and, and he said, if you keep looking for the next you, you miss out on the beauty of who you are in this moment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That you're seeing that there's still something wrong with you. Right. Okay. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. You keep forgetting that you're divine, and and that you're um, you're making judgments, really. Um, and I was reading this a little bit in A Course in Miracles last night about that. And and I keep being told by Jesus I have to stay in my divine knowingness rather than what my senses are telling me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And so we are always making judgments. We're always our perceptions are always making judgments and that judgments about your self image and that to stay in divine wisdom is where you need to be coming back to all the time. If you fall away from it, you come back to it Um, because it's always this in and out process of i'm present and then i'm not and then i'm present and then i'm not and <laughs> and you just keep coming back to presence coming back to love coming back home yeah. but understanding that you are not in charge of your transformation god is
0: <laughs> yeah that that's that is beautiful Uh, thank you for for all of that and listeners i hope you caught all of that i would love it if you all repeated this segment when it gets dropped because that that's really it we're not ultimately in charge okay yes and you can't force yourself to transform as much as the world may want you to So, Deb, thank you so much. As always, this has been very inspiring with a lot of of profound information. And I I know that listeners will be really happy to hear this version of your experience. Thank you so much for joining me here on the show today and for sharing your, your experience and your heart with us.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much for everything that you do in this platform that you're creating for others so that they can heal and grow into who, knowing who they are.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's my pleasure, and uh, well, I'm I'm being instructed to do it as well. So <laughs> there's always that component, and it it is a joy. So thank you so much, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been Decide to Transform. Thank you all for listening, and this is my special guest Deb Goldberg. Again, you can catch Deb. Online, debbie Goldberg.com is her website, and all of her books are available on Amazon. Links are all there, so check it out. It's a lot of firsthand experience of getting out of your own way here and the benefits of it. All right, everyone, have a great rest of your day.